Welcome to Operation Retirement Readiness, where Amy and Mike, two certified financial planners, talk about how military members can prepare for transition and how veterans can prepare for ultimate retirement. This podcast represents the views of the hosts and any guests. It is for informational purposes only and should not be considered tax, financial, or legal advice. All information is regarded to be from reliable sources. The hosts are not responsible for any losses, damages, or liabilities that may arise from the use of this podcast. This podcast is not intended to replace professional advice. Hey, Mike. It's good to see you back. Um, so we're a little bit into the new year now. Um, how's the gym census looking? Still busy. Uh, I expect uh, probably a couple more weeks, hopefully not months, but uh, yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll eventually drop off. But right now, people still seem to be holding on to that New Year's resolution of, of getting in shape. Yeah, yeah. They, um, a lot of people kind of sort of stick it out through the month of January, um, but then drop off after there, after that, because, you know, resolutions are just, just hard to stick to, whether it's a fitness resolution or something else. Yeah, it, I was I was looking up some stats and it says that, you know, 23% supposedly drop after the first week of their resolution and 43% end up dropping by the end of January. And, you know, really only about 9 to 12% actually kind of stick through and either make it, you know, an ongoing new habit or uh you know get through the year so it's uh you know not not looking too good if you, if you don't really have a good plan for how you're going to tackle that resolution yeah i i guess i'm surprised that it that the people who stick um stick it out um it's as high as nine to twelve percent that's a little bit surprising to me um but you're right you know having a plan um is probably what helps make those people successful yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, last week we talked about some of the common uh, things that are out there that people make resolutions about uh, on the financial side. And this week we want to talk about some of the uncommon ones that people should be thinking about, but maybe isn't high enough in their mind to uh, make an actual resolution. So, uh, Amy, what's what's one thing that folks should be thinking about as they approach either military retirement or ultimate retirement and uh, get get ready for that, that big transition. Yeah. Um, so I think that probably the thing that people spend maybe the least time thinking about um, as they prepare for retirement, and if you're li listening to a podcast called Operation Retirement Readiness, um, you're probably interested in this, but um, I meet a lot of people who are very excited to leave what they're doing, whether to, to leave the military behind or their civilian job behind and have, you know, a different life. They spend a lot of time thinking about all the reasons they want to leave. They don't spend a lot of time thinking about what they want the next chapter to look like. Um, and quite honestly, I mean, that's where all plans begin, right? You start with the end in mind. That's the ideal. Um, so that you, you know where you want to get to. And it's exactly the same when you're planning retirement. What do you want retirement to look like? It's not enough to just say, I really want to be done with the military. I can't wait to 
Sometimes people go as far as I can't wait to move back home to pick the pick the place that home is, or I can't wait to move to the beach or do whatever, but they don't really fill out what the day looks like. What's a day in the life look like um, and really put purpose behind um, their retirement years. And I've worked with a lot of clients um, over the, the last several years and many of them well into their 70s, 80s and 90s. And the clients who were the most healthy and the happiest in retirement were those that were driven by a purpose. They were busy all the time. Um, they were having fun doing what they were doing and the things they were doing had purpose behind it for them. And my clients who, you know, spent a lot of time doing nothing um, or, you know, just kind of grinding through the day to day of life, you know, cooking dinner, um, going grocery shopping, the normal stuff, they were a lot less happy and a lot less healthy. So this is a critical thing that people should be spending time on, um, even if it doesn't seem obvious. Yeah, I agree. I've always heard the uh, you know statement: you re you need to retire to something, not just from something. And it, it's important. You look at any of the research, like you said, the, the people that are happiest and healthiest had that other thing that they were passionate about. And you know, a lot of times people are like, "Oh, it's the the you know cliche one is I'm going to go golf every day type thing," but Honestly, in some ways that can get old. I mean, unless you are, you know, that's a, a small percentage of folks typically. So you want to have some varied uh, things that you like to do that you can do regularly. Having friends and, you know, that support network is incredibly important as you uh, make either of these transitions because, yeah, it can be difficult, especially if you've done something for 20 plus or, you know, if you were civilian 30, 35 plus years and cut it off cold turkey, that, that that can be hard. So yeah, having that, thinking about it and maybe even trying to dry run of some type, you know, can you take extended leave? Can you slowly ramp down through, you know, maybe part-time work or something else, consulting that you can do, you know, a little bit at a time and just, you know, transition slowly uh, are, is incredibly important. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think since both of us have quite a lot to say about this particular sort of introduction, um, it'll be good when we get a chance later to dive more into this of course, being planners at heart. Um, we're very interested in starting with the end in mind, but it's just, it's just so critical. It makes such a big difference to everyone's life. Um, so looking forward to digging more into it. But for but for now, Mike, what's what's another uncommon um, thing that financial resolution that people should be considering? Uh, one of the big things, uh, especially as you're approaching either of these transitions, is uh, life insurance. Uh, if you're in the military right now, you're covered by you know typically SGLI if you've opted in for that. Uh, survivor benefit plan, which you know is really kind of a decision point at retirement, but you're, you're actually covered by that same kind of program while you're in. So if something happened to the military member, the family would be taken care of and, and get that uh, money coming in. So um, understanding all that, there are options. There's uh, the veterans group life insurance as you transition, but just taking a holistic look at what is your 
need for life insurance during the transition and after the transition. It also applies at retirement. Maybe you have a policy that you don't need anymore um, because you know you, you've got enough saved up, you've got enough income that you've earmarked for this, and you can take care of it uh, without that life insurance. And then other times in retirement, you may want to actually add life insurance. It could be a good estate planning tool where if you are you know, planning to leave money to your children that, you know, they, they, life insurance can be a way to do that. So uh, just taking a, an assessment of what you have, what you need, determining who relies on, you know, any kind of income, you know, if it's a pension or, or something like that. And if something happened to that person, would somebody else who relies on their uh, income be taken care of. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's hard to it's a hard topic to think about. So I think sometimes people try to avoid it. It's also um, insurance tends to be one of those things that's a little bit mystical and hard to understand. Sometimes there's different products out there and hard to understand which is better. And and then you've got you know people driven by different motivations in talking about those products. Um, so it's hard to know who to trust and what advice to trust. Um, so I think sometimes this one gets overlooked because it might fall into the too hard to do category. Um, and, and along those lines, you know, one of the other uh, resolutions um, that's sort of uncommon financial resolutions that people should be thinking about is along the same lines. You mentioned it, um, estate planning. Um, so when people hear estate planning, some people might think that, you know, that's for wealthy people. I don't have a lot of money. I don't have a lot of assets. I don't need to worry about it. Or I'm by myself. I don't need to worry about it. Um, but the fact of the matter is just like if you were, you know, on active duty or in the reserves and you were preparing for deployment, um, you had to go to JAG, you had to get a will. Um, and there's a reason for that. It's because it helps your loved ones out. It's not for you. It's for your loved ones. It helps your loved ones out. Um, in, in making things a little bit more clear on what you wanted to have happen um, and can make the process faster and smoother um, for your loved ones. Um, so as you transition into retirement, it's key to remember that, you know, wills are governed um, at the state level. They're not federal. Um, so if you move from one state to another state, there might be a reason that you need to update your will um, so that it takes into account um, state-specific considerations for where you move to. Um, if you get married, if you have a child, if um, you get divorced or a spouse passes away um, or your executor passes away, um, you need to make updates. Um, so the bottom line takeaway is that this is, you know, your, your will and your other estate planning documents like powers of attorney and advanced directives and things like that, they're not set it and forget it. Um, at least, at least every couple years, and when you're going to, and when you've experienced a big life change, um, you need to revalidate that your will um, still applies and is in good shape. And if it's not, then um, you know you can get you can you know Google legal assistance for your closest military installation. So if you're retiring with a pension, you're still entitled to use. Um, uh, military legal assistance office to help get your will together. 
in certain situations, the, the legal assistance office may not be um, equipped to handle uh, your needs. They will let you know um, and then maybe even be able to provide you with at least the type of estate planning attorney that you would be looking for um, out in the private sector. Yeah, that's it, it's incred incredibly important. You, you hear the kind of horror stories of folks, um, you know, whether on active duty or after uh, active duty or, or after being in the military that don't have a will and something happens and it just can be a, a whole lot more time consuming, expensive, all of that can just uh, be be such, you know, a challenge that, uh, you know, it's it's important to just check it every couple years, uh, you know, or when you've got that big life change that, that you talked about to make sure you're, you're still covered. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and, and Mike, I think the next one that, that you're about to talk about is huge for transitions as well, especially um, the retirement transition. Your health insurance, vision, dental, as you either transition into retirement, uh, again, applicable to both military uh, transitions and overall retirement as you start looking ahead to, to Medicare. So um, for military uh, retirement, you're still going to get TRICARE. Uh, that's still an option. And if you're working a second job, you may get additional options there for uh, your, you know, you and your family, you know, through through a civilian workplace. So you want to be aware of that. You're going to need to look. Uh, you used to get your vision and dental all done through the military for the member. And now you're going to need to uh, typically go to the benefits program. Uh, which which offers dental and vision and insurance. So, you know, making sure that you have the coverage you need, there's numerous options that you probably never dealt with before. Uh, so, you know, at transition, you're kind of given that option. And then each year late, you know, mid-November mid through December is typically the open enrollment period for all those services so making sure if you need to make a change uh you know you're you're, you're aware of that when when you can do it so um it, there, there's a lot to think about around making sure you have the the right coverage and understanding that that now you're going to have to pay for uh, vision and dental for you as well as your family and then when you're looking ahead to ultimate retirement uh at 65 you have the medicare uh transition and just making sure you're aware of of that and the decisions that entails now if you're military retiree you'll have tricare for life at that point so that's kind of a, a supplement to medicare you still need to do enroll in medicare but uh tricare for life will cover some of the additional expenses uh that medicare doesn't so um, making sure you're aware of that. And, and then again, if, if you've got a gap between, uh, maybe you retire early in your, your early 60s, military retirees will be covered through TRICARE at that point. But if you, you know, separated uh, and, and are just a veteran, 
you need to understand how you're going to uh, have health care uh, before you're eligible for, for Medicare. So, and that oftentimes can be uh, a pretty significant expense for folks if, if they retire early. So factoring that into your budget is, is critical. And it's it's intimidating. I mean, even even though I had already you know been through the certified financial planner curriculum, passed the exam um, when I retired, and you know I really enjoy this stuff. So I had been doing my homework for years and years and years. Even even with that, um, the decisions around you know what kind of Tricare I wanted to select for my family, picking one of the you know. 100 dental plans or however many there are. Um, and then same with the vision plans, like how do you pick these things? It was a very intimidating process. Um, it was also difficult to understand exactly what the timeline needed to be um, so that we didn't have you know, a lapse in coverage. And whether you're retiring from the military or retiring from a private sector job, um, this can be equally intimidating. Um, maybe even more so if you're transitioning from a civilian job, some employers will allow you to take coverage into retirement. Um, many do not. Uh, so, you know, being really careful about um, understanding what you're going to do for healthcare coverage um, before age 65, before Medicare kicks in, is a really big deal. And the time to think about it isn't, you know, three months before you retire. It really is, you know, much further out so that you know that you have enough money. Um, to fund the retirement lifestyle you, style you want and make sure that you're covered by um, the right health insurance. Yeah, that, those, those are all critical things. And, and you're right, it is. Uh, I, was, I was looking again uh, the other night um, just at the plan and everything for, for dental because my daughter needed some uh, dental work and, you know, is there a cap on it for the year and, and how does that, that all work and so um yeah it, it it's a new for for a lot of military folks it's a new adventure because they haven't really had to deal with that uh prior to to transition so yeah and and the the last one that we'll talk about the last sort of uncommon financial resolution that that people really should be thinking about is probably equally mystical um to health insurance and dental insurance, um, and that's tax planning. Um, I mean, we all file our taxes every single year, um, which is a little bit, you know, tax planning is a little bit different than filing your taxes. Filing your taxes is what you have to do to stay out of trouble. Um, so it's compliance. But, and, you know, one of the goals when you file your taxes is to make sure that you pay as little as you have to in tax, right? So everything that you have to pay legally, but, but not a penny more. Um, is sort of the goal there. But, you know, looking long term, particularly when you're considering when you're talking about um, a military service member, the complexities of tax planning and looking down the road further are really important considerations. Um, you know, the near term consideration as you approach retirement is that, you know, in the military, a large portion of your income is tax free with your housing allowance, your subsistence, and maybe some other um, you know, pay uh, items that might be tax free. So that might be as much as, you know, 25 to 30% of your paycheck. If you plan to retire and get a private sector job on top of your retirement, 
you're actually going to jump up, you know, potentially at least one tax bracket, maybe, but you're certainly going to pay more tax um, overall because more of your salary is going to be taxed. Plus you have your, your pension on top of it. Um, and as you, you know, as everyone knows, the tax code, code is complex. So there might be other things that then pile on um, because you have this additional income. And then looking down later, you know, later down the road, if you've done a good job saving and you have a pension, um, there's these things called required minimum distributions that happen sometime in your 70s, you know, sometime between 73, 75, um, depending on your age. You have to take money out of your 401k. And that money, if you have to take it out, is all taxable income. So if it went in pre-tax, it's got to come out um, and you have to pay tax on it. And what we see a lot of times is that uh, folks with pensions who did a good job saving, um, and maybe they did a good job saving pre-tax rather than using Roth, um, they end up in the highest tax bracket of their lives in their in their 70s and 80s and, and 90s. Um, but that's not a foregone conclusion. You can do, there's, there's options that you might have uh, that fit into your overall financial picture. Um, and so why not choose to pay taxes when your tax rate's a little bit, a little bit lower? Um, and then the last consideration around taxes, you know, moving back to the near term, um, is if you're going to retire and move, uh, if you're military, there's a good chance that you haven't been paying state tax at all. Um, even if you even if you have been paying state tax and you move, the the new state might have a different tax structure. So that might be to your benefit um, or not. So it's a good it's a um, a good idea to plan out ahead of time and just know whether or not you're going to be subject to this additional you know five six seven percent tax at the state level. Yeah, all all great points. I mean, like like you said, I like the uh, you want to pay the you know amount you're legally supposed to, but not anymore. And that is that can be tough, um, but planning is what's critical because sometimes people are like, no, I just want to pay the minimum amount this year, and that that can be a suboptimal strategy because you're you're taking money that you you could have uh you know used the tax brackets like you said to to maximum effectiveness maybe paid a little more you know in the near term or deferred in the near term and you know then pay it in the future because you think your income will be lower so uh having that plan can save you thousands i mean if you look at it after military, if you got that second job and the retirement income, you'll be, like you said, earning a lot more and understanding, you know, how to best do that is is critically important because, I mean, you can save over a lifetime, you know, probably hundreds of thousands of dollars by having a smart tax plan. So, yeah, it's, it's one of the things that uh, I really like to focus on with clients and uh, making sure they understand that, yeah, we, we may pay more now or we may decide, yeah, we, we're going to pay the taxes later. But having that plan and, and understanding is, is critical. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I like I like what you said where, um, you know, it's it, it could make hundreds of thousands of dollars of difference. Um, and that's why you spend time with uh, so much time on it with your clients. 
And I agree. I actually think that tax planning is um, probably, you know, if not number one, then definitely, you know, number two uh, thing that impacts plans. So taxes are just such a big part of everything. Um, so it, it deserves um, quite a quite a bit of attention. Yeah, yeah completely agree. So uh, this has been great. Uh, you know, we've now over two shows kind of knocked out 10 big financial resolutions that people either, you know, commonly think about or maybe don't think about, but, but should. So uh, I think now we're going to just maybe do some deeper dives into, into some of these topics and talk about, you know, really how you go about implementing them, what, you know, tools and tricks you can use to stay on track and, and make sure you actually can achieve that resolution. So I think next week or, or the next podcast is, is going to be about savings, uh, which is incredibly important for both uh, a military transition or a retirement, you know, full retirement transition and making sure you have that money available uh, to live off of um, when you need it. So uh, I look forward to talking about that uh, in, our, in our next podcast, Amy. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. It'll be fun to, to deep dive into these and, and especially, like you said, the savings, because I know um, that's one of the most common ones that we hear. So I think everybody will, will get something good out of that. Great. We'll uh, see you next time. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Mike. Take care. Okay. To get transcripts, show notes, or more information, go to operationretirementreadiness.com. Have a question or topic for the podcast? Send it to info at operationretirementreadiness.com. Find out more about Amy and Mike at their websites. Mike is the founder of Next Mission Financial Planning, LLC. He retired from the U.S. Air Force and has worked in the financial services sector since 2021. He is a certified financial planner, chartered financial consultant, and a certified college financial consultant. You can find out more about Mike at nextmissionfinancialplanning.com. Amy is the founder of Instar Financial Planning, LLC. She is retired from the U.S. Army and has worked in the financial services sector since 2019. She's a certified financial planner, a chartered federal employee benefits counselor, and a chartered retirement planning counselor. You can find out more about Amy at instarfp.com.